0: Hello, writers. This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo, where we get you ready for November. I'm Christina Horner. I'm Liz Leo. And this is How to Win NaNo.
1: As a reminder, Christina and I are not actually affiliated with NanoRimo in any way. We've just won a lot. Welcoming back one of our previous guests, Katrina Hamilton, she is going to explain to us one of these concepts that I have uh, started to explain wrong uh, on our podcast before, and Christina <laughs> stopped me. So uh, to allow me to continuously talk about this in the future, we we needed to have Katrina on to actually explain the invention of white room and just
0: in case anyone saw the title of this episode and was like huh i've never heard of that writing tool i'm going to google this and got either nothing or something completely unrelated this is something that uh i'm sure other people probably have their own version of Mm -hmm. but for for the purpose of this episode uh, katrina invented this yeah i've
2: I've heard people talk about writing tools that get at the same thing. I've never heard anyone talk about doing it exactly in this way. And it definitely is something that I just started to do. And then I explained it to writing group and then writing group started to do it. And, um, what, if I wanted a clickbaity title for it, I would say it is, a. Uh, has a 100% success rate on cure for writer's block with one exception that I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, So basically the white room is a tool that I use when I am stuck in a story and don't know what to do or where to go next, which is that feeling that we often will call writer's block. Uh, This, this idea like I'm looking at the page. I don't know what to do. I don't know where Mm -hmm. to go. And usually for me, what that actually is, is somewhere in your subconscious, there's something that hasn't been figured out. And that's why you're not able to progress with your story. Because there's there's some mm. piece missing and you don't know what it is and you don't know how to find it. So what the white room is in its most basic form is um, you you get out your, your piece of paper, your blank page or whatever, um, and you're going to take one or maybe more. Usually it's just one of your characters into a completely blank white room, and you're going to talk to them directly as the author of their story. So this is a conversation between you and your character, and you just keep talking until they've told you what is missing in your story. Mm. Uh, And that makes it sound like, oh yeah, right, Katrina. But that is what happens. Oh yeah, 100%. (laughs) Of the times that I have done this, it has worked. And how you want to manifest this exactly is up to you. Um, I think, Christina, when you do it, it's usually like just the dialogue back and forth. Do I remember that right? I do just the dialogue too. When I do it, I full on write a scene. Like there are dialogue tags. I will sometimes describe things. Because what's interesting is that for me, the room starts as blank and white, but sometimes things will appear in the room Mm -hmm. um it's like suddenly there's a couch for the character to sit on um occasionally i'll walk into the room and the character's already there like playing video games or something well so that's the thing you walk in sometimes i'm in the room sometimes i'm basically like one of the walls is a giant screen and i'm looking in as though i'm staring through my computer i am always like omniscient voice Mm -hmm. yeah so sometimes i'm like i start as omniscient voice and then suddenly i'm actually standing in the room see
1: to me when i've done it which I, when you describe it that is what i've done i've done it that way i think i just described it poorly mm-hmm. but like i it's more just like like audio Like, it's not, there's not, like, much visual. No, there's a visual for me. It's It's like like voices. I -hmm. very
0: much picture, like, my character sitting, Mm -hmm. sometimes it'll be like they're sitting on a chair, Mm -hmm. and sometimes other characters will, like, pop in and out, Um, Mm. but it's always, like, the characters in the room kind of looking up, talking to omniscient voice, uh, and
1: then I am just voice. See, what I think I didn't get, maybe, in the explanation before was them helping you figure out what's, like, wrong with the story or what needs to change. I think I just thought you just talk to them and, but and you can. get info. But, like, that's why I don't think... I think it's been interesting for me, but it's never led to anything revelatory because most of the time my characters just sass me. and I'm like, okay, and then I leave. Oh, I <laughs> mean, <laughs> sass me so much. I, I, yeah, is yeah. they always sass you. Why? My white room scenes are 100% my characters,
0: like, ganging up to roast me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it always manifests in them, like knowing deep down what the problem is and getting it out of me why are
1: all our characters so
2: sassy (laughs) well and the thing is um i'd say liz there is just like a little bit more intention that i think maybe i i recommend someone put into it The, the whole point is that you've brought them into the room to find out what's going wrong in their story, mm. like, what's missing. And so you can sometimes ask them directly, like, like what, what happened between you and so-and-so? Uh, or, like, how come I can't imagine I can't ask you them falling about in love future. with that person? <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's the other thing to keep in mind. Your character, when they're in their white room, can have any level of knowledge that that you want and usually I just sort of let my brain decide what it is but Mm. it it could be your character near the beginning of the story where they don't know what happens later Mm -hmm. it could be your character at the end where they do um oftentimes I feel like my characters in the white room it's almost like they're aware of being holograms type of thing like (laughs) they they realize that they are just an invention but like they're fully aware of that while they're in the white room yeah in a way that they aren't in their book okay oh yeah that's how how I do it
1: this is really, really forcing a revelation on me that I actually have a very bad imagination and a very good subconscious, because I like I was like nah, none of this.
2: So uh, that's that's the crux of the white room, and and when I say like we've used this as a tool in writing group, there's been so many times where. You know, usually in writing group, like someone's having trouble with a story, they bring it to the group, we start talking about it, we we go through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, Sometimes they get to the point where we realize we can't help anymore and we'll just be like, you should take them to the white room.
0: Oh, yeah. The number of times that someone is like pounding their head against the table and we're like, got to go to the white room. Yeah. Um, sounds like a sounds like a problem and, with the white
2: room. Yeah, and it's just you and you just you take them there and you you keep writing until you figure out what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I like did tension. Yeah, <laughs> a, a little bit, and sometimes it is, I feel like bit, yeah when when people in a writing group tell you that you're like, oh, I was really <laughs> so hoping you would just tell me the answer. Now I have to but write like, my way it's out taking- of
0: it. <laughs> your character into detention. <laughs> but the important thing here is that if you do this in November, you 100% mm-hmm. count these words. Yeah. Like I will create just like an extra folder in Scrivener that's included in the manuscript word count total that's just called like white room scenes. Mm-hmm. And like those just count.
2: Uh, I will also give you a warning, uh one unfortunate side effect <laughs> of the white room is I am sorry to say it is Very likely to be some of your best writing ever. (laughs) And you can't show it to anybody because
0: it makes absolutely no sense to anyone who is not currently inside your brain. Oh, yeah. I I have once done a white room with like the main characters of multiple of my novels together mm-hmm. and i'm like the amount <laughs> of the amount of context that because i think it was a year i didn't know what to write for nano and so it was like all these main characters like trying to convince me why i should work on their book and so the amount of context that you would actually need to understand this piece of writing that is by far my favorite piece of writing i've ever done is just like untenable <laughs>
1: This is just so, it's so interesting to me because I've done this probably the least amount of all of you. And it's so hard for me to even imagine putting my character in a place where they're just not normally at doing that thing. And this is maybe one of the limitations of my writing style. It's very hard for me to force like these differences. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe you got
0: to try it. Maybe you got to take your characters
1: well, to the white room and tried figure tried out it why. It's just—it's so hard. <laughs> uh,
2: I will. There is another warning that I want to give, which is I told you it has a hundred percent success rate, except for one instance when I have tried to do okay. this, and I would argue that it still had—it still was a success, but in a very different way. And I want to actually, this is one time where I think. I can read just the very end of the scene that I wrote, Um, and you don't really need much context. This was, I was trying to write um, a short story. It was actually the bonus story for our Boys Book Club's Another Bad Idea. Mm. I was in charge of writing the first draft. It was gonna be, it was collaboratively brainstormed and we were gonna collaboratively edit and everything, but I was gonna write a first draft. And I was just banging my head against the wall for days because I knew we had to get this done. And I just couldn't get it out. And it was actually getting really upsetting how much I couldn't do anything. And I tried to like write my way out of it and it wasn't working. And eventually I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll take uh, my two characters, Anna and Nathan, um, to the white room and, uh, and I'll see what they can help me with. And so we, we talked for a little bit and then this is, this is how the, the scene ends. This isn't helpful, said the author. It wasn't meant to be, said Nathan, a familiar glare flashing across his eyes. "'You thought you could cheat your way out of the problem.' He looked up and around at the high ceilings of the white room, the piercingly white walls. Nathan raised his arms and did a slow spin as he gestured towards the great expanse of nothingness in every direction. "'This place is your cure for writer's block,' he said. He walked over to her, her face becoming uncomfortably close. "'But you don't have writer's block, do you?' he said. "'No,' said the author. "'I don't.' The author looked towards the floor, defeated and ashamed. Not ashamed of the truth, exactly, only having tried and failed to find a way out of it. Nathan let a small smile across his lips before turning his back towards the author and heading for the door, a door which had never in the history of the White Room existed. As he passed by Anna, she let out a small, dejected sigh. Good luck, she said to the author. And, uh, sorry about your depression. Thanks, said the author, and they left. And it's literally like me coming to terms with the fact that I was actually just like hugely depressed at that time and I was suddenly remembering what I had heard I think it was um, someone on the Writing Excuses podcast talk about once which she said I don't believe in writer's block I believe in depression and I believe in the subconscious Mm -hmm. and I realized Mm -hmm. like that's what this is the white room gets to your subconscious But it can't solve depression, right? And like, if that's the reason that you can't write, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because like, like, that's where you're at, it's still not gonna work. And this is the only time that I have used this exercise and I didn't come out on the other end ready to write a story. And it's because I finally was like, oh, I am deeply depressed right now. No wonder no story is coming out. And I like stepped back and gave myself some space was eventually able to like cobble together a story um still kind of depressed that weekend but knowing that that's what was actually in the way Mm -hmm. helped enough that I was able to kind of like find my way through it but it's like that's really what the white room had to tell me it's like you're not like Forgetting how to write, Katrina. Right. You're yeah. depressed. Stop trying to do well, something super and it, creative yeah, right now. It sounds like,
0: you know, it really, <laughs> the white robe did help you figure out what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't help you figure out how to fix it, which but is, it yeah. did pinpoint the problem. And
1: that's why I say it's like, it's got a 100% success rate, even this one time that it didn't work. Yeah. Right? It still worked. And I think we talked about this in our writing block episode, which is like, we, we don't really believe in writer's block. We just believe that there's, a variety of reasons that you can like Mm -hmm. not be able to push through writing and some of them are fixable. Some of them are internal and and some of them are external. Exactly. And some of them are things you just need to write out with time.
2: Uh, I will say as a coda to that story, surprising me most of all, when I finally like banged out a draft and was like, okay, it didn't have to be perfect. We're group doing this anyway. It just had to exist. And I gave it to writing group on Monday. They were just like, this is great, yeah. <laughs> and like, we did not change much from yeah. that draft. Like, we had another writer do another pass because there were a few things that, like, as a group, we were like, "Let's have it be like this instead of this." But like, fundamentally, the story and the Kickstarter version of Boys Book Clubs and Other Bad Ideas is the one that came out after I was like, "Oh, you have depression right now. Yeah, uh, just get something on the page. Realize the state you're in, and the other writers will have your back, and they
1: can fix it." But
0: it was also probably depression talking and telling you that the writing wasn't good right you know? yeah so. yeah
1: i don't know what it says about my mental state that i'm like i was very attracted to nathan when he was telling you those things <laughs> I mean, so, to, to be fair maybe something i
2: should have explained at the beginning before i read this section the story was about like a fairy king and, got, like, I the, got those vibes. And <laughs> that he, that he like, Somehow. makes fall in love with him. And so he is kind of a little bit sinister, but also very sexy. <laughs> so you're very
1: good at character voice. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Um, and, and maybe that's why I like writing the full scene when I do mm-hmm. my white room, because I can let my characters not only talk,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: like have gestures. And it's really interesting to me when things appear in the white room like the fact that the at the mm-hmm. end when it's literally like he's like you don't have writer's block and suddenly there's a door and he can just walk out yeah like no one's allowed to walk yeah. out of the right room yeah. but but he did and i've yeah. Yeah. never had that happen before since I once, a power had, move. I once had a character show up with another person that i like had not invited and i'm like how did they do this? Oh, but my, they're there. Yeah.
0: My characters are constantly breaking the rules of the white room because they, they like constantly remind me that like I'm in charge and ultimately everything is up to me except for all of the ways in which they can mess with me in the uh-huh. white room.
2: Yeah, so it's the, the thing that is to me fun about the white room is that it starts with these very simple rules mm-hmm. of take a character into a totally blank white room and talk to them directly as the mm-hmm. author of their story and that can look however you want it to look, and it can go in any direction, and maybe the room stays completely blank the whole time. Sometimes it does. And maybe they bring in other things or other people, or maybe they walk out and like give you a medical diagnosis. But yeah. either either way, it's, I like we said, with the small anecdotal sample size of our writing group, <laughs> this has always worked. So if you're finding yourself stuck in your story, I highly recommend taking some of your nano words for the day, and just bringing one of your characters into the white room. And seeing what they have to tell you as as their their creator, their author, Um, and don't be surprised when they get really sassy, and don't be surprised when you're very proud of your writing, and you can't show it to anybody because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Uh, I just looked up one of my white rooms because I was trying to remember how I did it. Because I mine is basically just dialogue, but I do put actions. So like, Mm. I'll put like I'm just going to read some of this. So it says, "Me stands in the middle of a white room. Me stands." Me. stands. <laughs> me. Am I allowed to do this? Me. Throwing my voice. Do what? <laughs> me. You know, this. Put the entire month of November in a white room. White room. There are no rules. <laughs> me. Super unhelpful and omniscient voice white room NPC. Can I at least talk to my novel? <laughs> Representatives from all 14 novels pop up in front of me in varying degrees <laughs> of fidelity then it like describes a bunch of my characters and like the ones that i've worked on more are like bigger and the ones that i've worked on less are like small and kind of fuzzy and then they all just start talking to me (laughs) i'm like um hi (laughs) (laughs) i love that i I wait for them to say what they want to say to me but they're all watching me expectantly And then we just argue about how I'm in charge and they can't tell me anything. I right. have to figure it all out myself. <laughs> there's
2: there's a fair amount of my characters being like, that's up to you. But it's what it is, at least for me, it's the conversation yeah. that gets it out of me eventually. Mm-hmm. That, that eventually they say something and I say something in response and suddenly I'm like, oh, that's that's what it is. That's the key that
0: I was missing. Yeah yeah and I think in this one, a lot of the characters because i I have this like guilt about every story I've ever left behind um in this particular white room, a lot of the characters sort of like told mm. me it was okay to leave them behind and like mm. let them go oh, that's so in sweet. favor that's of beautiful. like other stories wow. um, so like it it did end up being like really kind of like touching to mm-hmm. talk to these characters in this way um, so yeah it, yeah super helpful you could do it in so many different ways I forgot that I talked to the entire month of November in a white room
2: <laughs> it was very helpful I love that that's how it like came to be like when you said I had multiple characters from multiple stories in a white room I'm like oh I wonder if she's just doing that for fun or whatever but realizing it's like no you were like talking to the very concept of nano yes
1: <laughs> um, amazing
2: <laughs> that's super fun uh, I will also say that Anyone in our Discord, if you put someone in a white room this month and you have like a couple of real sassy lines, I want to hear them in the Discord. Uh, It's it's always great seeing our characters get the best of us.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'd love to see those sassy lines. Awesome. Well, thank you, Katrina. I really appreciate having you on and I'm inspired to do some white room writing this Nano.
0: Yeah, it's fun if nothing else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good luck, everybody. The episode is over. Wait, it's season five of Christina. What do I say? Where's my script? Give me a second, Liz. I'm still writing it. Okay, I can fill the space. Have I told you about how I'm learning to play the piano? And done. Here you go. Welcome to the end of the episode. This is Liz who will not be talking about pianos. Hey, wait!
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Nano.
1: We've also got a Patreon if you want to donate and help us keep this podcast ad-free. That's Patreon.com slash Nano.
0: You can also join our Discord server full of writers, which is super active during the nano season.
1: Oh, tell them about our books.
0: Oh yeah! I have an indie publishing company called 84th Street Press, and we've published three anthologies. They feature stories written by liz and i and a bunch of other talented authors the newest one is called what happened to annabelle and you can find it most places books are sold
1: this one has a bit of a spooky vibe and a heavy dose of feminism but each anthology is a totally different vibe so there's something for everyone
0: thanks for listening until next time keep keep writing
1: writing. now i can talk about the piano no So we have back one of our favorite. Nope, starting again. <laughs> I was like, I just didn't even know how to call that. Like favorite what? Because like I felt like everything I was gonna say would make someone feel bad.